you guys know, so this weekend, we've chosen eight to 10, depending on how much time we have, campaigns, plays for you guys. We have like 50. Oh, you need to get to all of them. And so if you guys like this format and what we've done, we may actually just multiply it and do more of these. And we'll host them around different places, but this is what we love to do. We love creating and then make it so it's digestible for you guys and it's an implementation. So you get, just get it in. And from what I gather from you guys talking too, marketing is not just your marketer's job. It's, it's the language that the whole staff is speaking. Yes. And it's, the, it's the, the client journey, thanks Grace. The client journey or the patient journey through your office, everything that your staff is saying is what gets you those referrals. Bill's referral dinner talks, gets referrals. Uh, Libby, you said the uh, referral of a lifetime campaign. It's dynamite, isn't it? But it's, it takes a long time to really get that thing planted and get the roots in to start, to start producing, doesn't it? And that's a, that is a straight, the referral of a lifetime campaign, it's in the back of the AMI website, is one of those, we send letters out just to check on how people are doing. We call and follow up and check on how they're doing. It's that type of grassroots stuff that speaks to our journey and who we are. Um, uh, they're not a patient anymore. They still think of you and they still refer. That is the ideal scene. So let's look at our questions here. The following, okay, calculate your numbers. The following calculation can be used with any size practice. We're gonna work regenerative medicine right now because it's the simplest, it's cash. The commonly asked question is, how many new patients do I need to bring into my practice to ensure growth of my regenerative medicine program? I mean, that's usually what we say. How many new patients do I need? The question you should be asking is, how much income do I want to generate from my re regenerative medicine program, and how many new patients will it take to get there? That's, transform that's transformative thinking, okay? The first one is transactional. How many new patients do I need to grow this program? Transactional. How many? Transactional. The second one is transformative. You actually pick a goal. It could be a year from now. You break it down quarterly. You pick where you want to be. You put your intention out there. And then you work your numbers backward and you tell your team, here's your marching orders, this is what I need. And so that's the question you should ask yourself. So let's take it here. We do have a workbook now. Okay, I want you guys to, to do this. I want you to think for a minute. I'm gonna give you a couple minutes. I intend for my regenerative medicine program to collect how much per month? Not a week, because we have, as Randall can tell you, Randall, you have good weeks and bad weeks, right? Maybe you had four bad weeks, but maybe, no, I'm kidding. You have good weeks and bad weeks. What matters is the end of the month, right? That the good week takes up to the bad. So we're looking for a month. Come up with a number. Is it 100? Is it 50? Is it 200? Just pick a number. Now, anybody on those SBU teams come, uh, I think it's gonna be the end of September, by beginning of September, no, September 30th. Okay, by end of September, you guys are going to be on a quarterly call with them which is going to be setting your goals for the whole last quarter of 2020, right? So this is something you need to be thinking with. They're going to want to know not only your numbers for your regenerative medicine program, but your numbers for your insurance-based program. What do you want? And they have to break it down your yearly into quarterly, and you'll be having your quarterly meeting. Then you, of course, get your monthly touch points to make sure you're on target for it. Colin, here it is in the book. If you want guys to see. Okay, good. Okay, good, so you've got your number, you've got your intention. If you don't have an intention, right? Now, like, let's say this, I, I've heard people say goals, I will have $100,000, um, I will have $100,000 at the end of this month with regenerative medicine. The problem with saying it, I will have, rather than I intend, this is a kind of funny little concept here. 
uh, that had actually I read in one of the books that I read, okay? When you say, I will have, people say, state your goals in present time. I will have. But what happens when you say that, and, and I want you to play with this back and forth. I'll give you a minute or two to play back and forth. I will have $100,000 at the end of the month. All the negative things pop up. Well, if my marketing works, then I'll have it. And, and if, if I can get my case manager to close, then I'll have it. That statement is like, it elicits some of the negative things that could get in the way. But if you say, I intend for my regenerative medicine program to collect this month, I want you to, I'm gonna have you say this back and forth. When you say, I intend, all that negative is gone. You just put an intention out a month from now. So I'm gonna give you guys a minute here. I want you to read that that way. And I want you to say, I, I have $100,000 at the end of the month. So just say it back and forth. Because anytime you set a goal, you wanna set it with the language that doesn't elicit all of the qualifiers of why it might not happen. So now you guys have your numbers? Let's see what you intend to have. I have a sample here that I worked up with 100,000. Okay, so let's put your marketing program in context now, okay? The number there is what you're gonna collect. Put that number there, you just came up with it. What's your intent, sorry, your intention of a monthly collection? And remember, we don't wanna say this is your intention two years from now. This is your intention in this quarter. Think of this quarter, okay? Say it's 100 grand, 200 grand. What's your budget? Because as Buck and Bobby start talking about all these things and CRM, and we, we hear Carl saying he's spending 17,000 with TV, but he's doing so well. And then we hear somebody else spending 14,000 on a, a CRM that they can't use. And you start going, oh my God, this sounds like 50,000 a month. We understand you have to stay in budget. The name of this game is this. You set your intention, you set your budget. And the next month, you set your intention, you set your budget. If you meet your intention, you have more money for your budget. Do you see? And then TV becomes real. Direct mailers consistently become real. But you have to start somewhere. Everybody's got a different budget. So now you have your collection and your budget. Now, how many new patients do I need to meet my intention? And what I did was I did an example here of 100 grand because the math was much easier for me. So let's go through this and we're going to let you work your own numbers. The assumption is each region medicine injection value is 5,000. I had to come up with something. So it's five, the value is 5,000 to the office. The office goal is to collect $100,000 in a month. Okay, this goal can be increased or decreased by whatever you pick, all right? $100,000 divided by 5,000 is 20 joints need to be injected that month. The assumption 20 joints are 20 individuals. I understand some people sell three joints to a person. That's fantastic, that's increased money, okay? But for this, I had to make some assumptions. At a 50% close rate, we need to present the sale to 40 people. So I wanna collect 100 grand, I'm gonna get 5,000 in injection, I need to have 20 people close, at a 50% close rate on my sales team, I need, to I need to have 40 people present the sale, I need to present the sale to 40 people. 40 new patient arrivals to present the sale. Well, if I've got a 50% show rate from our, our events, and I heard you guys talking, some of you guys have 40, 50, 60% show rates, we have to take that into account. So if this, one, this practice has a 50% show rate of new patients, we need to schedule 80 new patients in a month to get 40 of them to arrive so we can present the sale to close 50% of them and get 20 joints injected and my intention is met. It's purely a math equation, but what it does is it gives you the laser focus, the path you have to walk on with laser focus. 
So you need 80 new patients each month scheduled to meet the intention of collecting 100 grand a month. That would be 18 new patients scheduled per week to have a regenerative medicine program with these stats, 50% close rate, 50% share rate. I wanna now take it because you guys might have better numbers. You might train like crazy and get your numbers to increase. Let's look at the same number and look at the effort it takes just by improving your percentages. So the office goal is to collect 100,000 in a month. 100,000 divided by five is 20 joints, we know that. A 60% close rate, you only need to present the sale to 34 people. That's 34 new patient arrivals to present the sale. A 60% show rate from all of your campaigns across the board, referrals, direct, uh, direct mailers, Facebook, 60% show rate. That's 57 new patients need to be scheduled that month. If you need 57 new patients each month to be scheduled to get 100 grand, that's 13 new patients a week compared to 18 if you're at a 50-50%. Do you see, I, I love to pound on this one. Just increase 10% your close rate and your show rate. You pound on your training on those two. It takes less effort and less money. And then of course, if you can double the close, you get somebody in the door and you sell them on two joints, right? Double the close. So now what I wanna do, I want you guys working your own numbers. We already came up with how much you wanna collect, remember? Your intention is at the top. I want you guys to work your numbers. And I am gonna ask you guys if you would be willing, anybody willing to say, okay, this is how many patients I need to schedule a week. I'd love like four or five people to volunteer. I'll give you five minutes, work your numbers, play with your numbers, see what you need. <clears throat> this is your regenerative medicine program. Anybody want to volunteer how many new patients a week you need? I just want to hear, boom, 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 some numbers. Randall, how many new patients a week do you need? 127. That's not a week, that's a month. How about a week? Didn't, don't I have a week in there? 30. He needs, he needs 30 a week new patients on the books. Because remember, they're not all going to show up. This is how many a week to, show, to, to be on the books. How about you, how about you Bart? 18.5. He needs 18.5. There's half the body showing up for him. <laughs> how about you guys? They need 23. Joel? 17. David? 26. Back of the room? Yes? 35. How about you? 11. Okay, good. 12. We'll do it. Karen? 30. 34. Carl? 40. How about you? 30. How many? 40. Beautiful. Jonathan? New patient? 11. How about you, Libby? Wonderful. Kara, you guys, how many? 11, perfect. You guys? 22. Jennifer, how many? For the month or week? Week. The week is only, uh, only about six. She needs six, but remember, she just opened her doors, what, a month ago? Yeah. Yeah, yep, exactly. Tim, did we get yours? 18, perfect. Good, good, good. Okay, you guys? 30. Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Okay, let's move on. Like I said, we're going to kind of clip through. We'll finish up here. So now you have your numbers. Yes. Uh -huh. One of the things you guys should realize too, this is a magic number because as a marketer, if they're looking at just the arrivals and that's all they're focused on, it takes so much energy and effort in its present time by looking at your, these, basically the percentages in reverse engineering and always updating them over time as you're more effective, more efficient, the marketer is actually taking a step back. So now they can actually focus on just loading up the schedule because they should be able to get those results. So as a marketer, it is so freeing 
now, instead of just looking at day to day, that person arrived, they arrive. Instead, they're taking two steps back, like, all right, what kind of campaigns or strategies can I put in place so I'm just loading up the flow, exactly loading up right. the calendar? It yeah. makes such a gigantic difference. It's yeah. like a nine-day difference. So just thinking this, that's, again, a transformational way of thinking, but it's also for your team. Absolutely. In fact, what I want you guys to use is that intend word. I intend to have whatever number, write that across the bottom. I intend to have 13 new patients on my books every week. I intend to have 30. You have to write it. Because remember, if you say, I have 30 new patients, you start throwing in all the negativity. If my Facebook campaign works and if my girl actually can do a screening correctly, right? But if you say, I intend to have, you've just cleared all the negativity out and there's your path right there. So do write that on the bottom. I intend to have 13 new patients on my books every week or 18 or 30 or whatever your number is. Now I think Brandon has pretty much hammered into all of you, data is king. Without data, you shouldn't be making decisions. All you're doing is making assumptions off of emotions. Okay, so if you actually don't know how many are on your books next week, what your arrivals are, the percent arrival, what your case manager is closing, if you don't actually have numbers, then what you're doing is you're taking what they say, classic for a case manager is to say, everybody the marketing person sends in is poor, has no money. How many guys have you, have you heard that before? Right, yeah. And the marketer is over there screaming like, I sent you good qualified prospects. Well, you don't know what's real and what's not real until you actually have data. So here is that, what, what is next to realize the numbers that you're targeting? What do you have to do? One, you have to create your KPIs to track your performance, your key performance indicators. There's not a ton of them. In fact, that worksheet I just gave you is basically the start of what you have to track. And Bobby made a really incredible point. When you're transactional, you go to work every day and you say, how many new patients are on the books? And you say three and you go, oh, we gotta do something. And you act, you make motion. When they say 20, you go, oh, going to lunch, I'll be back. And you look at it every day, that's transactional. To have something in the future, you have to put it there. You have to put it into the future, so when you show up in the future, which becomes the present, it's sitting there. So in order to have 30 new patients on the books, it's Friday afternoon, they have to be on the books for the following week. So your marketer is constantly, like Bobby said, it's the future, they need to step back and they need to put enough paid activities and what's the other one? Owned activities, owned. paid and owned activities out there to put the number in the future. So on Friday afternoons, if you're open Friday, without fail, that marketer should tell you how many they've already put into the future. Because if you don't put them on the books in the future, when the day arrives, they're not there. And, and this is totally true for patient visits. When you say, how many visits are you gonna do next week? And you say 200, and you ask a doc, well, how many visits are on your books? It's like, well, I don't know. Well, how do you do 200 without getting them on the books? See, if you only have 100 on the books, you can't do 200. It's the same with new patients. So your marketer's constantly stepping back and looking into the future, but now they have a number. They have a number which is gonna realize your dream. You dream the dream, you work out the math, you give them the number, they need to step back and they need to create the future. It's their job, it's what they do. So, but in order to track them, you need KPIs. You also need to establish a 90-day marketing program that's diversified enough to ensure a consistent number of new patient arrivals. 
Um, this is definitely an AMI thing, the 12-week perpetual marketing plan, okay? Um, on the SBU teams, are gonna be looking at you, you the marketer, uh, Sergio and Mark are the two marketing SBU managers. They're gonna be wanting your, your quarterly goals. And they're going to expect to see a calendar filled with enough events to meet the quarterly goals. They're gonna force you into the future. They're gonna force it into the future. Because you're gonna write your, your, your KPIs is yesterday. And the only reason we wanna count yesterday is so we can improve upon yesterday, tomorrow. That, that's, why we that's why we track stats. We wanna repeat what was good and get rid of what was bad. That's the only reason why we track. So you're gonna establish your 90-day marketing program. You're gonna drill and train to improve upon arrival rates of new patients. Remember that little number, 50%, 60%? Every percent you go up, 61%, 62%, 63%. When I looked at Randall's numbers, they have a 70% show rate on their new patients, right? If you've got a 50% show rate, you just look at that number and turn it to 70% and you need like a fraction of the new patients. So you drill, drill, drill to be able to improve your arrival rate, which is your confirmations, okay? We all know that when somebody schedules from an event, um, what happens is you guys are speakers. So you speak to a group of people, okay? This is, I know this to be 100% true because as a physical therapist, I, you guys all know I worked with traumatic brain injury patients, right? Coma recovery, coma patients, spinal cord injury. I really worked with the families. And what happened was because, you know, at, at 25 years old, I had lots of energy, right? And I had, people could feed off my energy. And so the families would come in and they'd feed off my energy and I'd tell them how we're gonna help their son and we're gonna do this. And they'd leave all hopeful. They'd come back the next week down in the dumps. And I'd have to do it again and again. And it finally occurred to me, they were just feeding off of my energy of hope. They weren't generating any of their own hope. Okay, and until I recognized that, I could not, what I say, heal the families. I had to actually teach them to generate their own hope that their, their child would come home in such, a, in such a shape that they can have the child. That's what I basically, is basically what I did. It's the same thing when you guys do talks. When you guys do a talk and people are sitting in the audience, you guys are so amazing at your talks that the patients feed off your energy. They're so excited. I mean, you look at them all, they schedule, right? They're so excited. It lasts about 24 to 48 hours. Your energy lasts in them about 24 to 48 hours before it dissipates and they forget. This is why with your day twos, right? You get a day two has to be scheduled within 24 to 48 hours because they forget why they even wanted to have care. Okay, you have to almost redo part of the day one if it's later than that. So in your confirmation calls, okay, you're drilling on this. If, they, if they're scheduled within a day or two of the talk, there's a great chance they're still living off your energy and you're gonna get them to arrive. We all know a week later, it markedly declines because the person confirming the call doesn't understand that. They have to rehabilitate the energy that you gave that person on the phone before they can confirm that call. They gotta get on the phone, talk about the talk, find out what they liked about the talk, what is it that was real to them why they scheduled, re-energize the reason why they scheduled to begin with, and then confirm. If they don't do that, you get that market drop in, in arrivals. I would assume you guys must be doing something like that if you guys have such an arrival rate. Either that or you get everybody in at 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know that, yeah, totally. So you drill and you drill and you drill because the confirmation process on somebody who's 24 hours out from a talk is different than a confirmation process who's a week out from the talk. It's completely different. You drill on it. It's much harder the week out, but it's, it's totally possible. Also drill and train to improve on the close rate of new patients. Okay, that's your case manager. Um, 
let me ask you a question on this one. I know I hear from a lot of you guys about financing. Um, anybody want to just kick out what finance companies you guys are using? I mean, I've heard of Green Sky and I've heard of Care Credit. Enhanced. What is it? Enhanced. Enhanced. Oh, I think AMI has that. Enhanced is on the AMI website. So enhanced financing. Uh, anybody else who has somebody that you go, wow, it's working? I know we came across somebody, Shalin, who's the company that we're, we haven't tried them out yet, but we've, we've, we're scheduled, RCC, what is that one? Okay, so we have a finance company that's similar to Green Sky that we're gonna give a trial on. Anything else, yeah? And are you talking the loan side or are you talking the where you get payments? The payment side, okay, so you're talking the, the, the where you take payments. So if you take a lump sum, if you have a package or a program for maybe 10,000 and they give you 3,000 up front, you probably could put them on payments, right? You wanna make sure your costs are covered. Okay. So let's talk the basic key performance indicator to should track for regenerative medicine, okay? These are just your basics. Anybody who's with the SBU teams, you're probably gonna be handing some of these over as your KPIs anyway that you needed to hand over uh, the last 90 days or last six weeks or something. Number of new patients scheduled. We've been talking about this all along. This is why we're here right, is we're trying to put together paid campaigns and owned campaigns that put enough people on the books. You all know now your number that you need scheduled, so you now have a target. Number of new patients arrived. You guys have targets. Percent of new patients arrived. That's the game right there. See that percentage? The game is to increase 1%. Just in the next couple weeks, increase 1%. Maybe the next couple weeks after that, increase 1%. You just keep inching up 1%. New patients presented the sale. New patients closed from sales presentation percent closed. Again, pound on that training. Uh, you know, I was talking to Bob Bealhart and Bob said, because Bob, you guys all know Bob, and he's, he's really good at closing. And he said, when you're closing large cash plans, you have to talk slowly. When you're talking large dollars, if you talk too fast, it just, the person loses confidence. I'm not sure what it is. He said, when you're doing insurance closes and you're collecting co-payments or you're putting them on co, you know, $100 a month to pay their co-insurance, you can move through the close faster. But he's noticed talking to a lot of the big guys here and other big guys, they talk slow and methodical that the person can understand. And that's how you get that. That's just a pointer for your case manager on the closes. Um, number of joint injections sold, the dollar amount of income. Remember, we want to realize your dreams, okay? And the average dollar amount of injection sold. That last one there is there for a reason. Anybody, again, who is, is platformed with Cardone Ventures, they found such a, a huge variety here of, of average dollar amount. Some guys don't discount at all. They're 5,000 a joint. Even if you buy three joints, it's 15,000, no discount. Other guys have the 5,000, the second joint is 50% off, the third joint is 75% off. So you wanna see what's happening in that room. Because if you're running your, if you're running your numbers off of $5,000 in injection, and they're selling it for three, so you're not gonna understand why your numbers are off unless you actually get that number, that last KPI. Okay, 90 day marketing plan. I'm actually not gonna go through this, it's in your book. It's what's in the, uh, the 12 week perpetual marketing plan that we have that AMI has. It's in your book. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, the whole plan is that your marketer is able to think in the future, put enough events, uh, either paid events um, or, 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 or oh, owned events, earned. owned items into the, into the future. We actually have on our calendar, um, uh, uh, Instagram posts, like that's part of our calendar because that's the owned events. That's we, so we actually target how, much, how many Instagram posts have to go out. I'm sure there's probably a sweet spot. Well, in the platform review, 
they went over in crazy detail your guys' information. Like they reverse engineered for like a year and showed post. you like the variety of what the post looked like, if they were on brand or not, the messaging. Okay. The and then there. there's a number. Because some people think one post a day is enough. Oh, Instagram's like three. Yeah. Three. I think we do like eight a day or something like that. Minimum. I don't know. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, you just don't want to take days off. <laughs> Did you hear that? You don't want to take days off. So once you start it, just keep the flow. Just don't drop it. That's back. that omnipresence. Yeah. Yeah, you can't disappear and yep. come back. Right, right. I get it. Okay, good. Um, so this is the, your marketer putting it into the future by planning the events. Oh, I know this is the last one here. I'm going to look at number eight. Always evaluate the results of your campaign. This one is so easy to fall out. And I, there's actually a form in your book. It's on the AMI website. Is the post-event recap form. Repeat what works and eliminate what does not work. It's two slides left. Two slides left. Here this we go. The form and here's itself. the form. So let me show you this. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, if you click it once, it should go. If away. I click it once, it'll all be there. Okay, there we go. Okay, good. Um, at the top of the form, okay, it's all the data about the event. Okay, you've got your staff who attended, number of expected prospects. Never schedule an event without a target for the event. So if you have a dinner talk, you target 30 people to arrive, 20 people to schedule. Don't ever send your team out without a target because then they just set their own targets. So we have here, on here, number of expected prospects to attend, number of actual prospects attending. Remember, this is post-event, so you're actually filling it in. So if you have a target and you didn't meet it, you wanna know why. So this, you're just, you're sitting down writing the pros of the event, actions to be taken to ensure the pros are repeated in the future, cons of the event, and actions taken to make sure that it is not repeated in the future. You, anytime you put money behind a campaign, somebody has to evaluate it afterwards that you don't keep making the same mistake over and over again. And that's what this form is for. And that's it in my slide, Joe. Okay, any questions at all on that? Yes? There is, I think you're doing the, uh, that one of the things this weekend is Smart. the webinar events. He's Come doing, on. yeah. How about you? I think different areas must be different. We're a, we are doing dinner talks now. We get about, I don't know, Shalyn, 20 to 25 to show, maybe? Or, or 20? The dinner talks, yeah. Lunch is less. Yeah, lunch is less. How many? 20. And we have about, what, an 80% schedule rate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason in Chattanooga, of course Chattanooga is very, um, the, the, uh, the state itself in general is trying to open. So they're a little bit more liberal. Any other questions? I can't have the last part is. Oh, Bobby gave me a, work, a worksheet for the last part. Okay, um, okay so my team's uh, first three steps to implement. Before you grab your lunch, I'd love you guys to be able to write down from what we just talked about becoming you know, transformational. Honestly, those three definitions would be fabulous to go over with your team to get them thinking that way with those three T's. But if you can write down the three things uh, that you can kind of take away from what I did and what you're going to be doing.